Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hey, young extender with a smile. Young extender so in line. Save up money just like files. Getting rich, I know Hi. Happy Fantastic Friday. As you guys can probably tell, it's just me out of the foursome today. Jessica and Chris actually went to Tahoe this week. And Gabe has been working a lot of overtime. Um, and my OCD won't let me miss a week. So I am here and I actually have some special guests today, which you guys, we've never had a guest on Fantastic Four ever. So I have my friend Sierra and Nicole. They are my coworkers. Um, and I thought it would be fun to have them on and kind of just talk about what we do because we all work in a classroom in special education, specifically autism classrooms. Um, and I know I got a lot of questions when I first talked about getting this job back in the summer. So yeah, welcome guys. Hi. Say hello. You can introduce yourselves. I'm Sierra. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm Nicole. Nicole is nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is actually the episode that launches right before Christmas, so Merry Christmas, you guys. I can't believe that it's already the end of the year. I know. And it's crazy. It This year flew by fast. I feel like 2020 lasted like four years, 2021 was like two years, and then 2022 was like three months. Yeah. That's yeah. literally how I feel. I think because a, like, a lot of stuff is starting to maybe go back to normal a little bit. So it feels more like natural. Mm -hmm. Last yeah. year, it still felt like really weird to like even go outside and do stuff. But yeah, yeah there were still restrictions it's last going by year. Fast. I feel like this year there's not really any restrictions. Mm -hmm. Only yeah. in like doctors' offices and hospitals and like which dentists. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Which would make sense to wear masks there. All the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like at a doctor, like when you're sick at a doctor's office. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe, like I think of things now and I'm like, I can't believe that we did that before COVID. Yeah. There's like lots Everybody's of things. Everybody's just sick and the sickness is spreading. Yeah. In the doctor's <laughs> office. Like nobody was wearing masks. That's like it so was weird. not, it was not like a normal thing. Because now it's habit to wear your mask in certain areas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then like to stay away from, not stay away from people. <laughs> stay with, just stay away from people. Stay away from people, but like your space. Like I never thought about it either. Like, yeah. oh, you know, these people are kind of close to me. You're like, Let me back me. away a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I I don't know. It's just I this year I have not been in my normal Christmas spirit. Usually I'm like Christmas is my favorite, and I've talked about it so much. How Christmas makes me so excited. And this year, I don't know what it is, but, like, I have not been my Christmas-loving self. I I don't know. I've been in this funk where I'm just not, I don't know. And it makes me sad because Christmas is my favorite. And, like... I think a part of it is everything is so expensive mm -hmm. that you can't even find, like, it, like, last year, we were able to buy a lot of gifts. But this year... It's been difficult. Yeah, it's a lot of really stuff difficult. that used to be so cheap is not. It's not anymore. It's not anymore. It does. It sucks. And then having to shop for a lot of people. And I yeah. like to go out and do things like with my kids for Christmas. And I had like this routine of stuff. And I think also because the last few years, like I, I did Vlogmas. I was more active on YouTube. So I was like going out and doing more because I was filming. Yeah. And so this year I didn't do Vlogmas and I've kind of been absent on my YouTube, which I get questions a lot if I'm going to go back. And I don't, I don't know a hundred percent if I'm going to go back, but I've been so busy with like work and going to school. Um, so this December I wasn't not forced, but I, I didn't have the need to like go out and do stuff mm -hmm. to film cause I wasn't filming. But it makes me sad. And I feel like now December's already almost over. Like, we didn't even put lights on our house this year. 
and I wanted to decorate in like November and yeah. I didn't decorate until like the second week of December and I don't know I'm sad I'm like I am ready to go all out next year I'm gonna prepare <laughs> all year I'm gonna yes. prepare I'm gonna get a whole bunch of shit and I'm going to prepare your November bo- your 1st Hogmas. November 1st I'm gonna <laughs> put all the shit up and Christmas next year is gonna be great but getting off topic so um (laughs) we all work in special education and i thought that it would be interesting because we all have different perspectives yes um to kind of go over like our work history and like what led us to wanting to work in the special education program um because for me I have worked as a CNA for the last five years. So it's it's like helping people. Mm-hmm. So I've worked with adults who have had autism and mental health diagnosis. And it's different than kids. So yes. when I applied for the school job, um, I had the backgrounds. Like I had – because like when you apply for um, a special education, you have to either have a degree or like – have a certain amount of schooling mm-hmm. or like or pass a test pass or, ex- yeah. or yeah. experience. So for me, I had enough college credits so I didn't have to do like the test or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like I've worked with adults, but I've never worked with children. So I kind of wanted to see, you know, the different side of things and mm-hmm. how working with kids would be different than adults. Um, but I also liked the schedule. Yeah, so the thing too. that drew me, me to too. it was the schedule. Um, Working Monday through Friday, having weekends off, having breaks, having mm-hmm. holidays off. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm working as a CNA, it's there's like, no holidays. Yeah. Like, you have to work on Christmas. You have to work and on Thanksgiving. And your schedule could be, like, they call you in at mm-hmm. times or, you know, just weird scheduling. Because I worked, um, I did, what is it, in-home supportive services. And it's not the same as CNA because you can't really do the same things. Like you can't like administer medication and like stuff like that. But it is a lot of grunt work. Mm-hmm. And my hours, the best hours were graveyard mm-hmm. because it's the easiest. Mm-hmm. They're sleeping. If they wake up, you know, you can help them go back to sleep. Like it's not as hectic. So when I found this job, I was like, oh, I really like these hours. Yes, the hours alone. And I was nervous to work in a classroom setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly love the classroom setting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so fun. It is yeah, fun. Um, super fun. But you, Sierra, was the first one to get the job. Yeah. And we, we are all at the same location. elementary school, the same yeah. location. Mm-hmm. But she was the one to first get the job. So you want to talk yes. about, like... When you started, and then, because you're at a different age group now. Yeah, so I started in kindergarten. Um, well, it's TK kindergarten. And I didn't. I wasn't even looking for the job, to be honest. I was on Indeed because I didn't have a job at the time because of the pandemic. And I just got an email from someone. And sometimes, like, I get kind of iffy about, like, certain emails. And I'm like, oh... So I replied and they're like, oh, we're doing testing on this day. The test is free. Just come take the test. And if you pass, we can get you in to like get into a school. And I'm like, okay. So me being me, I'm like, I'm not going to pass. Like I'm, I'm going to fail it. <laughs> but it was so much easier than I thought it was. And then I took it. And then like literally that evening, she emailed me back. I was like, you passed with the like 87%. And then um, I worked with, started working with Littles, and I loved it because, I don't know, they're just so cute. I just, they're so cute. And they're, like, learning how to do things. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, kindergartners, they're, like, learning so much. And they're getting used to the routine and stuff like that. And then I was doing a one-on-one and the one-on-one I had, he was a little, uh, like, farther. I don't know how, how to say it. Hopefully, I don't offend anyone. But it was, like, farther into autism than the other kids were. Mm-hmm. So our classroom was not fit to help him progress. So um, we weren't trained. Like, as far as he was, we weren't trained to, like, teach him or help him. Basically, he needed to go to a school that helped him with his daily life on how to do 
like get dressed and tie shoes and and we are teaching them academically mm-hmm. like numbers and letters and things like that so not really life skills yeah, yeah life school life skills so um after the one-on-one i really liked the classroom but they didn't have a fit for me anymore because he was leaving mm-hmm. so then another position opened at the same school for first and second grade and so I took it and oh my gosh it's completely different than, than the kindergarten how, how class. is it is it different? um well they we try to make them more independent not like well we did in kindergarten too but you know the emotions are different than yeah kindergarten it's like kindergarten is, is young so, yeah like, they're learning what school is yes. and they're just figuring out how to mm-hmm. do things you know, they want their mom and crying for their mom and stuff like that. But first and second graders, they're more independent. We try to make them more independent. We, like, talk to them um, like they're the age that they are. So to some people, it could maybe sound, like, harsh or be harsh. But when you think of, like, how they would be in months' time, they will be more independent and mm-hmm. be more confident to do things. So a lot of our kids are not that confident. So we have to teach them like, you could do it yourself, mm-hmm. do it. Nope, do it this way. Don't do it that way. Or, you know, they're always asking for help and we have to teach them like, no, you can do this because if mom isn't here or dad isn't here or mm-hmm. your brother or your sister, you can do this. So it might sound a little harsh to some people, but it benefits them. So yeah, it is, it is definitely different. Mm-hmm. I know it's different in your guys' class, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Because you guys have big kids. We yeah. have... My kids are, like, in between. They're little. Little and big, so... Those are little. So, Nicole yeah. and I, we are in a classroom with third through fifth graders. Mm-hmm. We need our sleep throughout the holiday season. With family events to plan and host, constant travel, and more that will lend itself to a busy, busy couple of months. Pamper Swaddlers are the ultimate diaper to allow you and your baby to sleep throughout the night and to keep your mind at ease that you won't have to worry about your baby's health. Swaddlers have a super high absorbency. They absorb wetness better than the leading value brand. Swaddlers also keep your baby dry throughout the night and keep wetness away from skin for up to 12 hours. They also have a wetness indicator. Give new parents the gift of sleep from Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diaper and wipes purchase. So, Nicole, you started before me. I did start um, before you, but I actually didn't start in the aut- autism program. I started at a, like, continuation school, kind of, like... Like the kids that were like teenagers that used to be like in juvenile hall, they would go to the school, which I actually really loved doing that. But um, it, when she would tell me some of the stories, I'd be like, I would be so scared working there. I, <laughs> like you never know what these kids. Yeah. She like, told me a story oh one time. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't scary. I wasn't scared. I don't know. Maybe because I kind of like. I didn't grow up exactly like them, but similar to them. So, to me, it wasn't scary. It was just, like, everyday um, kind of things. But I love being there. It's just that my position there wasn't a permanent position. So, I wanted something permanent. And in all reality, I did want to work with younger kids. Mm -hmm. And, therefore, I did apply for the autism program. And, luckily enough, I got put at the same school as Sierra. (laughs) So, she could take me every day. (laughs) But, um, yeah, when I first got into the autism program, it was, I was scared, I'm not gonna lie. Um, because I do have, like, some experience with, like, special needs and stuff, but they're more on the adult basis, and mm-hmm. it wasn't for very long, because I was a bus aide, which is not the same thing as being a CNA or a caregiver mm-hmm. or anything like that. I just sat in a bus and made sure these adults didn't hurt each other or anything like that. But I did have somewhat of experience. And, but I was nervous because kids are like kids are different especially yeah. I don't have children myself but if I had a child and the child on top of that had special needs I would be very very like worried about mm-hmm. who was taking mm-hmm. care of my yeah. kid yeah. and we do a lot yeah. of stuff well in my class we do a lot of stuff like toileting mm-hmm. a couple of our kids have pull ups where we have to actually wipe them and we have to take care of them a little bit more than the other kids. So I would be, I don't know. It's 
nerve-wracking kids bit. in general can be unpredictable but when you yeah. have a kid that has autism they're 10 times as unpredictable mm-hmm. so i got nervous over that but my class is really good yes my students are really good they listen pretty well mm-hmm. i would say i don't know it was fun yeah. And it's so, like, it makes me want to cry when they are trying to get something and they finally get Get it. it. Mm -hmm. And you're just, like, you want to scream. Because you're so proud. Yes, you're so so proud proud of them. Like, they're your own kid. Like, we always, I always say, oh, my babies, my babies. Like, Mm -hmm. I always call them that. I can say that out of all of our pairs in the class, I'm the more affectionate one. So, like, when our kids want hugs and they want to cuddle for, like, We'll say, okay, like, one minute, you can, mm-hmm. well, let's sit here and, like, I'll hug you. So, our kids need it probably more than your kids do. But I just, sometimes just, I get so proud and I mm-hmm. want to cry. <laughs> no, I feel the exact same way. We have some students who are really progressing mm-hmm. who I feel like, like, I've, like, literally said to Amber, like, I want to cry right now because yeah. I'm so proud of this person. Especially when you've seen it. them or gotten them when they couldn't do something. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then they get frustrated. Yeah. And then they get frustrated. Because children with autism, they can't always express what they're feeling or what they need. Mm-hmm. Or if they're frustrated or sad, like, we kind of have to figure it out. We yeah. have, um, I would say, like... Half or more than half of our kids are verbal, and yeah. then we have a few who are nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Which nonverbal, we kind of have to. I feel like nonverbal is like a, like you know how they say autism is a spectrum. I feel like nonverbal is a spectrum too. Like oh yeah, hundred percent. Like you can be completely nonverbal, as in not saying anything, no noise, no nothing. And then there's nonverbal where they can only say, like, their vocabulary is only between, like, three to five words. Yeah. And then nonverbal as in, like, they can't form a full sentence. or mm-hmm. So we have kids in my class on the whole spectrum of nonverbal. Yeah. Like, we have one kid that does not talk. We have another kid that uses pictures to point to what they want. And then we have another kid who can say certain things, but not a lot. So a lot of times when they want something, we have to, they're trying to say it, but we have to figure out what they're trying to say. So, and that's good. And that's another thing too, like where you have a proud moment where a nonverbal kid can start saying something. Mm -hmm. Like we have a girl in my class who she didn't, she wasn't like really talkative and now she's saying words like mm-hmm. she's saying hug and tickles and um she says bye and hi and she like says a lot of stuff and i'm like oh my gosh like this is amazing <laughs> it is it's crazy so it's crazy. so like our classroom is third through fifth grade so our teacher is very particular about how she teaches and what she does mm-hmm. yeah and so a lot of our kids are fourth and fifth grade so they've been with her for, for a, a year while. or two. For a while. So they know yeah. the routine. So like the mm-hmm. first day of school, when we didn't have any new students. No, I think we had one new student. We had one new student. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the kids, like, they knew the routine. Yeah. yeah. So there wasn't really any high behaviors. It was yeah. like some that we have to teach a little bit differently or help with um, when it comes to stuff. But um, we got a new student a while ago. And... He was very high behavior, Mm -hmm. but he didn't have structure for like a year and a half, a year and a half. So we were like all overwhelmed at first because we're like, what's the best way? And our teacher came up with a plan. Um, She made him a, what do you call those? A token economy. Token board, yeah. A token board. So you guys don't use token boards. No. We use token boards. Like, we don't use a lot of visuals. Day we don't use class. a lot of visuals. We do use token boards, but they get stars. They don't, mm-hmm. they, they tell us what they want. They don't pick like off of a card a sheet. A board, yeah. Mm-hmm. What but they our want. kids, oh, we have a, an token board where there's like, 15 different like icons on the board mm-hmm. yeah. because a lot of our kids can't say what they want mm-hmm. yeah. so they choose and they point oh i want this and then as 
whatever we're doing goes along, we give them stars so they can earn that item, that mm-hmm, preferred yeah. item. So our kids... But you guys don't really... No, they can tell you, it, like, if we ask them what they're working for, yeah, they'll tell, oh, okay. they'll tell us. Even, okay. even our non-verbal ones can they'll say, the say word, what yeah. they want. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. Some of our... Ha- we have, like, half and half where, like, half could say what they want and then the other half we have to use the visual board mm-hmm. our kids will tell us what they want before yeah. we even ask them what except they want. for the one really but he's yeah. he's yeah <laughs> like, no names <laughs> so for for like one of the the kids when he first got there i mean he was very high behavior and it was always like okay we'll figure it out our teacher like Prints it out a visual board for him. Mm-hmm. He has a visible schedule, a visible, a, a visible visual. schedule, <laughs> um, to where he matches mm-hmm. like to the table where he's supposed to go. Yeah. And at See, first, that's how our class is. Yeah, yeah. and ours yeah. is not like that. Mm-hmm. We had to accommodate him because mm-hmm. the other kids they have the routine, they know it, but he's yeah. he's the youngest, mm-hmm. so he, he has is, to learn. Is he kindergarten? No, he's he's, th- he's, he's third grade. Technically, third grade. So little. Yeah, he's little. He was. I believe second grade before he came to us. I don't know why, but they made an exception he's for him because he's supposed mm-hmm. to be in third grade. Yeah, okay. so he's third grade. So he's in our class. So we've had to learn a lot. We've had to get, which is kind of interesting for me because um, a lot of paras who work in the autism classroom they use the visuals and they mm-hmm. use like the. It's PEX, isn't that what it's called? The PEX board. Um, the no. PEX board is the PEX board is like how their they voice. talk. Their voice. Yeah, they yeah, were, they're the... supposed to carry it around. So, like, we have two two kids in my class that use a PEX board, and they're supposed to carry it around all the time. Mm-hmm. But you're not supposed to intermix the PEX board and the token board. Yeah. Because you want the PEX board to be everything good. You mm-hmm. want it to be the things that they like the most, the things that they love to eat the most. And if you intermix it with the token board, then they can say, well, I'm working for chips. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not supposed to like teach them to work for chips Mm -hmm. because it's food. Yeah. They can have chips anytime they want to have chips. So you're not supposed to intermix the pecs and the token board. Because then once you like, say if you like, I don't know, what do you like food wise? um boba, boba. <laughs> so say like you're that's on your pex board so now if i'm teaching you and i'm moving your pex board your boba icon to the token board now in your brain you're going to be like well why do i have to work for boba when before i just gave you the boba icon and you gave it to me mm-hmm. and then now they're not going to see boba as being exciting they're not going to see it as being they're going to think of it as a chore because they have to work for it Mm -hmm. so it gets hard because a lot of our kids want to work for what's on their pecs board Mm -hmm. so we have to like find other ways to not like there's a girl in our class who is obsessed with chocolate milk she will drink it all day long and it's on her pecs board and we were like, well, she wants to work for milk. When we ask her what does she want, she's like, milk. I want to work for milk. And I'm just like... So then the teacher's like, well, maybe you can have her work for something else. But then when you give her her toy or whatever she wants to work for, you give her a little bit of milk too. Mm-hmm. So you can see, like, she can see, you know, I'm still getting the milk without having to work for milk. Because, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what I want. I feel like it's, it's a lot difficult. of a lot of like because aut- autism things. brain is very like and every kid's different complex yeah, yeah. and literal and it's yeah it can be difficult it can be yeah. tricky sometimes even our kids you can say what that you can ask them what they want to earn and they'll say what they want to earn mm-hmm. but then when they've got their ten tokens. And you say, okay, what did you earn? They'll say something completely different. Yes. And I'm like, like well, were you I'm working like, for this? Are you working for this? And I'm like, okay, yeah. do you want this or do you want that? And then, I don't know, sometimes it can even get confusing for me. And I'm yeah. like, what do, you, yeah. what do you really want? It is, it is, uh, can be tricky. Especially the wording. Like, when you're running goals with the kid or, like, working with them, your wording is really important, too. Mm-hmm. Everything is so, like, you have to really think about what you say before you say it. Mm-hmm. And we get taught, like, we, uh, working as a para, we all have trainings that we do mm-hmm. um, multiple throughout the year. Yeah. Um, and so it teaches us a lot of things, like, things that we have to learn, things that we should be doing. 
um, like when we're running a group, it's mm-hmm. like you want to be make it exciting yeah. and getting the, gathering their attention. We have one girl in our class. It's extremely hard to get her attention because she <laughs> yeah, is yeah. she's very in her head. Yes, singing, yeah. talking. She'll repeat commercials. She'll like she's very. <laughs> Yeah. She's very she sounds like me. Yeah. No, she's very TikToks. So. Mm-hmm. She's very in her head and she mm-hmm. stims a lot more than the other kids yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to gain her attention. Nine times out of ten you have to sit directly in front of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a kid in my class who's like that too. He's so I talk about him every day. He is so smart. Like amazingly smart. But he looks like he's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. So when I'm teaching him and I'm like, hey, over here, like, and I'm trying to block his vision. And then I ask him a question, but I think he's not paying attention. He answers it correctly. And I'm like, okay, so you are you paying are attention. Listening. You're yeah. just not looking at me. Yeah, our girl is not like that because you can ask her the question and she'll repeat the question back to you mm-hmm. with a yes or no. And so you'd be like, was that... A cup, yes or no, and she'll be like, "Was that, was a, that cup? a cup? Yes, yes or, or no?" Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, was that a cup?" <laughs> it's yeah. it's very interesting because every child is different, and mm-hmm. they have their own needs and their own way of yes. learning. So yes. it's like it's fun to to learn how each kid learns, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and how we teach them and how we approach them and like what we say. It's like. You have to learn every kid individually. Yes, you do. Um, and like working as a para is not for everybody, especially like spe- especially in special education, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of stuff that that, that can happen. Yeah, there is. Like yeah. you could be hit, bit, punched, mm-hmm. like things but that when happen. When I had my one on one in kindergarten, oh my goodness, this boy was so strong, and you wouldn't think because he's a kindergartner, mm-hmm. he punched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. We just didn't. We just didn't. We just didn't click because he didn't. <laughs> he didn't like me. I think um, he only liked men, like authority from men. Yeah. Because he would only listen to the guy in the class. He wouldn't listen to any of the females. So when I started working with him, he just would not listen to me, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like it's difficult because I'm his one on one. So I, he should know me out of everyone the most, mm-hmm. but he just would not listen. And one day. So unprovoked, he punched me in the nose. (laughs) And my nose just started, like, leaking blood. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, I cannot believe I just got punched by a kindergartner. (laughs) And it hurt. That's how I felt when I got hit in the back. Yeah, yeah I warned a... Nicole. I warned Nicole too late because I thought the kid was going to push her. So I yeah. I was like, Nicole, watch out. And she like is turning around and I'm he like, just, just punched her in the back. Right in and I was like, I thought he was going to push her because he yeah. typically didn't he typically like punch. Didn't hit, yeah. yeah. So I was like, Nicole, watch out because I could see him like running at yeah. her. But you know what? He was having a really difficult morning and yeah. I can understand why he punched me. Well, not me in particular, <laughs> but why he, why he hit. Yeah. I wasn't talking to him all day. No. So why me? But you know, whatever. Um, but he was But you could about, see what led up to yeah, him Yeah, so he was having a really difficult yeah. time in the morning, which led up to the punching. Yeah. Um, but if I'm going to be completely honest, it should have been the teacher. It should have been the teacher. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, so, it's crazy, though, because... I'm kidding. <laughs> working as a para, you have to, you know, have compassion and yeah. be empathetic yeah. and be understanding, and that's not for everybody. Yeah. Just like working as a CNA um you have to be carrying a patient understanding Mm -hmm. um that type of work is not for everybody yeah Yeah. some people they just don't like it some Mm -hmm. people they get like overwhelmed stressed and not saying that there's not overwhelming and stressful days Mm -hmm. but you have to be respectful and especially patient because it i mean it takes a lot like these kids they're still trying to figure out their brain yeah. and and, then and too, how to like, work. Every para is different. So different. I love that they have the trainings because some people in my class have been doing this for 20 years. Some have been doing it for eight. Some have been doing it for two. Some of them, like everyone is different and what and who they've learned from. So I could do something a certain way. And then when we switch, because we have to rotate children, because if we don't rotate, then they get, you know, attached to us, or they get tired of us, or, you know. 
So when we rotate after our, you know, week or two weeks and they go to another para, they're going to do something completely different than what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is kind of difficult in that aspect too, because I want to say, well, why did you do it that way when I did it this way? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> now they're going to be confused because I was doing it this way and now you're doing it that way. So mm-hmm. it's, it can be difficult some like sometimes and then too you have to detach your like home life outside from your work life Mm -hmm. because if you bring your mood to school or if you're not having a good morning and you bring it to school they will know yes like most definitely they will know yeah so which which is hard but there was days like recently my aunt passed and I um, went to school. I shouldn't have went to school. I should have stayed home, but I went to school anyways. And I just was not having a good day. And the kid that I was paired up with, he is one of our more high-behaviored kids. So during the day, he's going to have a lot more behaviors. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like laying on the floor, laying under the desk. Like It's going to be like a lot. And I was paired up with him. And I just was like, I told the teacher, I'm like, I'm being honest. I cannot work with him today. And she made a comment that wasn't the nicest, but it was a real comment. It Mm -hmm. was like, you know, you kind of have to do it anyways, which is true, you know. Mm -hmm. But lucky enough, my team is very, we're close. And so one of my people on my team in my class was like, we could switch today. I'll work with him and you can work with this kid because mm-hmm, yeah. I understand. So that helped a lot. But if you don't have an understanding team, it can be really hard. It can be really, mm-hmm. really hard. We're lucky our classroom is is pretty good. Like yeah. we're all pretty close. We can say like, hey, like let me take a break real quick. Yeah. Um, and we're normally good with like stepping in and mm-hmm. helping. Mm-hmm. Um, and our teacher is really good too yeah. with – how she does things. She's a busy woman, our teacher. She's got a lot um, of jobs. But she knows what she's doing. Yeah. So. And then here, and on my side, my teacher, this is her first year yeah, teaching. She's so she's learning yeah, a lot. Learning a lot. So it has been really difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can imagine. Um, because the scheduling and like how to navigate who's going to have their lunch and who's going to have their breaks. Because mm-hmm. you have to, so in a in a, the autism based classroom, I believe there's only five paras that can be in the class, but you can get up to nine or ten kids with only five paras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then once you hit that eleventh kid, then they add another para in. So three, four of our kids are high behavior kids. So majority of the day, we have to have someone with each of those kids Mm -hmm. at all times because they're just, it's a lot. So it can be very difficult, like navigating our lunches and our breaks and us being on time and then giving everyone a break. And there's some kids that are just really great. They don't have any behaviors at all. And there's like times where I'm like, can I pair up with them (laughs) for like a few minutes? Can I have a little break? But I wouldn't. I love it. I love what I do. But it can be hard. It can be. And it's 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 crazy. Like, I was just talking to Nicole about this a while ago. How much consistency mm-hmm. can change everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. we went from our kid not having any, you know, consistency at all. Yeah. Um, to, like, even the first week, you could, mm-hmm. you could see the change. Like, yeah. him yeah. just following a schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even, like, his mom had made, made a comment to our teacher saying, like, hey, he's doing X, Y, and Z now, and he didn't do that before. Yeah. And even his teacher had asked for those visual boards to take home, to use at home, mm-hmm. yeah. because she could tell the change. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a learning process. Like, with all the kids, it's yeah. all a learning process. You figure out what works and you mm-hmm. figure out what doesn't. One thing That's may work I for one kid and the other parents. may not. There are certain parents where, like, you talk to them and they are like, well, what do you guys do in the classroom? Mm-hmm. So the the kid that I was speaking about who is very smart, he's so intelligent, um, his mom will always ask us, well, what words are you teaching him at mm-hmm. school? I would like to have a list so I could teach him at home. And she will ask us stuff like that and we'll 
give her printouts of what we're teaching them. So then when he's coming to school, he already knows, he knows. a lot of these words. And I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, well, what are you guys doing? Are you guys learning how to cut or draw straight mm-hmm. lines? Or like, what are you doing that I could teach him at home? And we tell her everything and yep. she goes home and she does it. Not but a lot of parents that was are because, like that. Yeah. yeah. But that was because he spent, she homeschooled him for kindergarten and first grade. No, I think just kindergarten, TK and kindergarten. And because of the pandemic. So now that he's in first grade, that has been a difficult kid too in the beginning. Um, he wasn't used to like the routine mm-hmm. and like, oh, I'm just thinking about, he's progressed a lot. I'm so yeah, proud. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about from like the first two months that he was at school. That's the oh roughest. Oh my goodness. Like the it first was few so months. rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was because being at home, you can have snack whenever, yep. or you can work and eat, or, and at school, you can't do that. Yep. So yep. when he would want his chips while he was working, no, you can't have chips right now. It would cause a behavior. Oh, mm-hmm. I want to do this. It would cause a behavior. Oh, and he's so smart that our scheduling, we would like come in, have breakfast, work. And then go to the bathroom. And then after bathroom, we'd have snack time. Mm-hmm. So what he would do is, if we're working for an hour, when it got to be like 30 to 40 minutes in, he would say, bathroom, I need to go to the bathroom. Because he knows after once he comes bathroom. back from bathroom, mm-hmm. it's snack time. So we would take him to the bathroom. And then when we come back, he's like, snack time. I'm like, no, we still have 20 minutes left, dude. Mm -hmm. You can't work, right? You can't have snack right now, so... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It was difficult, but he's he's gotten so much better even with like our independent groups and everything like that so it's been really good it's it's crazy to see like how how like the schedule and the consistency consistency changes like the the new kid that we got that was the high behavior he Mm -hmm. was also potty training Mm -hmm. and so um we the first day we got him, it was like, okay, we're taking him every 20 minutes to the bathroom. Yeah. And we were. Very hard for us when we had a very consistent schedule already. Yes. So you're it was hard for to our take other kids. away somebody who's teaching a group, essentially, to accompany this child to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so a lot. It was a lot. And he wasn't really going. No. He wasn't really going at first. Um, and we were just consistent with it. And, yeah. like, now... Um, one of his goals was to verbalize that he has to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He, I have to go potty. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and just recently he has verbalized both of those. The very first time he did it, me and Nicole were in, yeah. it was like during, uh, the time when all of the other pairs go to lunch mm-hmm. because we like with the scheduling, you have to make sure there's enough pairs to watch the kids yeah. when they're at lunch. Yeah. So, um, Normally, we have 45-minute lunches, which is great, but normally <laughs> when the other pairs go, um, it's normally three of us, because yeah. we have seven, we six. Have six. We have six, so like three will go to lunch, 
and then three will stay in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, I don't know what we were doing. Cause like the whole month of December, we were pretty much doing crafts. We were doing some art. Yes. Art thing. something. I and then, know. and then he goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And we looked at each other like, <laughs> was he just saying this or does he really have to go? Mm-hmm. And then he said, potty please. Or yeah. something like that. And we looked at each other again and I was like, <laughs> and our teacher's like, Take him, go see. <laughs> and we took him and he actually went. Like, why are you guys standing there? So go. No. Now, well, because sometimes he would say it just, just to, to say it. it. Yeah. Because that's what he was well, learning. And our, it was one of his goals. So he would just say, I have to go to the bathroom, but not actually mean it. Yeah. yeah. Well, our kids, um, the ones that were pull ups, when they say they have to go to the bathroom, we have to take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the new kid that we had that never went to school, he would do it to get out of doing work. But the teacher was like, we have to let him go Mm -hmm. because we don't know if he's playing or trying to get out of work or so we have to let him go. Mm -hmm. And it would get difficult because he would do it to get out of get out of doing work mm-hmm. but now i think he's getting tired of doing it yeah having <laughs> to walk like, all the way there and then i have all the to way walk back. all the way there and back and you i have to what? sit on the toilet they're never gonna stop doing that so. though because even our kids to this day still, yeah our older kids yeah. will still say, say it to get out out of nowhere to say oh i have to go to the bathroom yeah and then i'll be like you're lying to me but go <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's crazy just to see like the progression like yeah he's actually going to the bathroom mm-hmm and, like, when he came to us, he was strictly only in pull-ups. Yeah. Like, he was not even potty yeah. training. And, like, we don't know their home life and and how frequent. Yeah, how frequent are, yeah. or how the parents do things at home. Yeah. But we know what we can control what we do at school. Mm-hmm. And, like, this kid now, like, he's never had an accident. He goes to the bathroom. He verbalizes now that he has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And it's crazy because when he first came, when he first came, it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. And so just to see the progress, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like just the structure yeah. and the routine and schedule and how Especially much that changes. Especially when everyone is on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. It is great. Mm-hmm. Our class is not always like that. No. <laughs> because I feel like some of our like pairs in the class, they're like, well, I've been doing this for X amount of years. And the teacher is new. And this is how we should do it or how it was done. But my my thinking is we should do what the teacher wants us to do. Yeah. yeah. It's her Even classroom. if it yeah. doesn't make sense to us, it should be done how the teacher wants us to do it. And then if it doesn't work out, then you could say, hey, so like last time we did this and when this happened, this kid had a behavior or he used the bathroom on himself or maybe instead we could switch it up this way. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's definitely a learning process. It is learning. It is a learning process because I am a talker. Not really, a, not like a talker, but I'm a like, how would you describe it? Like if I have an idea or if I want to say something, I want to say it but sometimes it doesn't always come off the nicest Mm -hmm. even if I'm not being I'm really not being mean or trying to be like a dictator or Mm -hmm. like we have to do it this way but I don't know our class I'm just kind of like no we need to do it this way you guys because Mm -hmm. the last time it didn't work yeah so (laughs) like this is how we have to do it because it did not work this time let's not even put ourselves through this again let's just do it this way yep but sometimes it can come off like being rude, but I'm not trying yeah. to be rude. <laughs> I, I will admit I've done the same thing. I've said things where it came off a lot different than I intended to. But that's because working with these kids can be so overwhelming sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just I don't realize like how overwhelmed I am yeah. until I say whatever I was thinking. Or when somebody asks me a question and it comes out rude, I'm like, that was not intentional. Yeah, <laughs> That was not intentional. It's that's why it's important to like have good communication mm-hmm. with all your coworkers and yeah. your teacher. That way everyone could be on the same page where it's like, okay, if if one of us is making the decision, then we all follow through with it. Yeah. yeah. Um no matter which person is saying it, yeah. it's like we all just follow through and then learn from that. But I do love being in a classroom setting. I honestly didn't know how I was going to feel. Being in a classroom setting, because it's new for me, mm-hmm. but I absolutely love it. I love the classroom setting. 
um, and working in a school. I just think it's so fun. And it's yeah, like, it is fun. yeah, it's fun. Because there is times where, like, you know, we have little parties and we do little things like, you know, exercise videos or little Jack Hartman videos. I love Jack Hartman. <laughs> those, those are fun times. <laughs> I feel like when you're in the classroom with the kids, you don't think about, like, being judged by other people. So you yeah. act silly. You yeah. Act silly. Mm-hmm. You do the moves. You, the you moves. learn yeah. the signs for the sign yeah. language songs. You say yeah. things in weird voices. Yeah. Sometimes the kids imitate that. Mm-hmm. Me mm-hmm. and another um, parent in our class, we talk in British accent sometimes. <laughs> and one of the kids that we have will be like, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah it's so funny it's so great yeah it's just the the atmosphere is so fun and like the time flies by i feel it like does. it does working it working does. in in that sh- like the school hours i feel like it flies by it does. it does but sometimes like when we get our first break i'm like this is too early for a break mm-hmm. we just got here yeah but i don't know it's fun and i love i love working in it um but yeah if anybody has questions more questions about like what we do or if you just have questions in general um you could leave it um on the last post on our instagram at fantastic four official you guys (laughs) we're the freaking dogs are barking and malachi's in here um it's a hot mess but we're gonna do our just the tip segment about chicka wow wow it's so weird doing it without the other three um so you guys will get to experience the just the tip segment. So our listeners, they send us a just the tip, something that they want advice on, mm-hmm. and then we give them our advice. Okay. okay. So I have one here. Let me read it. So it says, just the tip. Hello, I just had a baby four months ago. I went through IVF to have him. I wasn't the nicest person when I was pregnant, and my husband and I had some hard times in those nine months. Last month, my husband came home from the bar at 7.30 a.m., and I was like, where were you? He said, with his cousin. I said, that's not true. I texted her, and she said that she wasn't with you. He finally came out and said that he has been cheating on me since I've been pregnant. He said that because of how I was when I was pregnant, it pushed him to cheat on me. I just want to know if I'm in the wrong because he is saying I need to work on things. I would love to work on things with him, but I feel like I'm getting blamed for what he has done. Any advice would be appreciated. Oh my gosh. I think that... I mean, when you're pregnant, you have hormones. Not that it's an excuse, but you can't control yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's yeah. using that as an excuse 100%. for what he's done. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair. Yeah. I think yeah. it's it shouldn't be pushed on you. Like, you need to work on things. Yeah. I think you both need to work on things together. Mm-hmm. But I think that him putting it all on you is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's typical man fashion, though, where they just take and blame their partner. For everything and all of their mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if my husband came home at seven thirty, there would have been like a couch in front of the door. Because <laughs> why are you out to seven thirty? That's, That's late. Cause bars close at two. That's yes. Late. Three that sometimes. That is really, really, really late. Really, really Seven thirty. That's the literally the next day. Like yeah. you're waking up, going to work. Like that uh, is unacceptable. Um, my mom used to always say um, that. When a woman is pregnant, she never forgets anything that is done to her when she is pregnant. No. And she never forgets the feeling of being cheated on when she's pregnant. I'm pretty sure she was cheated on when she was pregnant. I don't know, Mom. (laughs) Um, But I feel like that would be such a hard thing to overcome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Especially when you were doing it when you were pregnant with his child. And when you're pregnant, you don't. I've never been pregnant, but from what I've heard, you don't feel the prettiest. Mm-hmm. You have stretch marks and mm. this and that. And you don't want to be touched or you don't want to, like, I couldn't imagine being pregnant and feeling low about myself and then my husband cheating. Yeah. I would. That's difficult. I feel like there's only so much advice I could give because yeah. <laughs> I'm not married and I don't have any same. kids. I want to say <laughs> F him and leave him, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I want to say that too, but then there's a there's kid a in child. there. There is yeah. a child. You can't yeah. just say F him and leave. Yeah. So. I think that you guys should have a conversation where you need to be like, hey, mm-hmm. um, it's not just me. I don't need yeah. to work on yeah. things. We both need to work on things. Yeah. Maybe like try counseling, but 
um, sometimes things don't work. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. things don't work out. And... and see, I'm the kind of person where... I don't know how to explain it. I... So I, there's, it's very difficult for me to get over on get over things. So I feel like if that happened to me, I would just think about the whole like I would think about it so much like to the point where I'm like, what did I do that was so bad, bad that, that you, you did that to me? Yeah. That's what I would think, and I could not get over. It. I wouldn't be able to get over it. It would be very hard for me to go about the rest of our marriage. If that happened to me. I feel like being cheated on isn't something you can just get over. Yeah. Especially, no, especially while you were pregnant. That's really difficult. And yeah. he's not even taking blame. Yeah, he's not taking If he was taking blame and felt bad about it, that's different. And, yeah. he but he's not. Mm-hmm. And is that mindset going to yeah. change? No, it's not going to change, no. to be honest. Um, I would talk to him and be like, hey, maybe we could go to counseling or figure it out. Because I think that we both need to work on things. Yeah. And ask him, like, what is it that I did that made you made you you do that even though Mm -hmm. it's not she didn't make him do anything he chose to do that yeah Yeah. um but i would have a talk and then if he's not budging yeah it's not worth staying in a relationship that where he's going to blame everything on you Mm -hmm. so yeah and then continuously lighting that hurts me Mm -hmm. i'm sorry that happened to her yeah that's that's really tough That's it for today's episode. Don't forget to like and rate our podcast and turn on those notifications. You know you want to hear from us. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fantastic4Official where we post continuous updates. We want to hear your feedback, comments, and topic suggestions. And that's where you can reach us. You also have an option to support our podcast by clicking the link in the description of every episode. Farewell from your favorite foursome. And until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace out. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.